If you've ever wondered about what goes on behind the scenes at restaurants, then you're in the right place. This podcast takes you inside the minds of restaurant owners, chefs, bartenders, servers, basically anyone who has anything to do with food, drink, or hospitality. I'm Brady Vixilio, owner of Steinhuber's Restaurant in Virginia Beach, and La Bella Italia on Laskin Road. Welcome to the Czech Podcast. Now I'm Alvin Williams, co-host of the Czech and owner of Cobalt Grill Restaurant at Hilltop North in Virginia Beach. Welcome to our podcast. We'll be talking about restaurants, people who work in restaurants, who own restaurants, and the people who like to dine in restaurants. Today, we have none other than Dwayne Appleton with us from Java Surf. How is it? Java Surf Coffee? Uh, Java, the, the full moniker, Java Surf Cafe and Espresso Bar. Hey, Dwayne. Welcome to The Check. Hey, thanks for having me on The Check. Hey, boys. Welcome. Dwayne, uh, times have been a little different for you in the past year, just like us. How have you been making out? How long do we have to answer this question? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, yeah, I should have plugged Java Surf. Java Surf Cafe and Espresso Bar is on uh, 19th Street, Mediterranean, Virginia Beach. It's in the heart of the vibe district. Well, let's ask you about that first. You know, uh, how did your uh, your espresso bar come about? How did you get involved and become the owner? Well, like with all stories like that, a couple of failures before that, trying to buy other places or buy into other places, it, it's never a straight line. I think in I think in 2005 at my grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary party with all my family it was the first time I remember talking about like to my uncles and stuff. Like I want just have my own place. You know, you get to that point like I just want to have my own place. You know, you've done every job in a business you know, from the dishwasher all the way up. The only job you haven't done is be the owner. You think you can be the owner. So you were always in this industry, in the restaurant industry? or I was. I was in retail too. But yeah, when I was a kid, I mean, I worked down, you want to talk about the who's who when you're a kid in Virginia Beach. You know, I worked at Fishbones when I was like 15. And okay. I worked at Crocs when I was like 16. You know, all, all these oceanfront restaurants. But, you know, going back around to the cafe thing, it's just, it's important to me, especially for people trying to get into business, that you just, let them know it's not easy, <laughs> like up front. Um, I think a lot of people talk about the stuff that we do or the stuff that they do, and it's like, oh, money, 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 you know, success, success. But well, there is a lot of money, a lot of money that we have to spend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, if you if you write 100 checks, you're, you're lucky if the 101st check is to you. That's exactly how it goes. You know, you're writing checks to everybody all the time. Small businesses are the backbone of the entire economy. I mean, we are literally supporting, I mean, how many industries are we supporting out of our restaurants? It would take an hour just to try to even come up with a good number. I must confess, I am not a coffee person. I do not drink coffee. You're an Englishman. You take two, tea. I, I take tea. We have tea. <laughs> you have tea? <laughs> it's not the name. Do you have tea? Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll stop by for some tea. Just never been a coffee person. Unless I'm making tiramisu or, or some kind of a... Mm -hmm coffee thing with the restaurant then i'll taste it but other than that it's not my thing mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. i i respect it so please tell me about your your uh all right, right, espresso right. bar where were we okay wait first you also said you know how'd you get there so yeah so of course even when you have that direction you're trying to have a business you know there's a lot of uh, hurdles and loops you go through so there's a couple failed deals but then uh the java surf story so of course even when you have that direction you're trying to have a business you know there's a lot of uh, hurdles and loops you go through so there's a couple failed deals but then uh the java surf story talk about when they the year java surf started and it was in a spot that have been uh, different coffee spots for already 15 or so years over where uh, cup of joe's was exactly. and cup it was, of joe's, a, it was exactly. a chiropractic clinic before that exactly cup of joe's was there so was cosmic coffee and uh um beach and, chiropractic yep right next door so you're saying the in the corner, wasn't it Beach Chiropractic originally? 
Probably, yeah. It was. Bob, yeah, and then it became Bobby's. Bobby's salon used to be on the outside. She remember she was just got wrote up in the paper the other day. She's worked in that same strip mall for 50-something years. Wow. Yeah, That's and she awesome. just moved her little shop over to a smaller space. But So that space you're talking about is now next to the, to the iFly. It's, um, yeah. what, what street is that? 25th. 25th okay. in Pacific. 25th in so, Pacific. Yeah, we were a little closer to the beach then, but um, a local surfer named Duwayne Duval. So there has always been a little confusion there. I'm Dwayne Appleton, but Duwayne Duval was, um, and his uh, girlfriend at the time, Erica, um, she's a great local business owner also. It's a flag store down the beach, a couple of places. Awesome. She worked at Big Sam's forever. But they bought um, Cosmic Coffee, as it was named at that time, and then they created JavaSurf. So that, it was already there. My brother and I were living together then. I just moved back to Virginia Beach in 2005. So 2006 was like my first year here. We were going to JavaSurf. I mean, every day, man. Super cool, laid back. Three years in, um, they go to sell it. You know, they've broken up, and they go to sell it. It just made it more poetic that a few years down the road, it, it went through four more owners in pretty quick succession. I was the fifth Java surf owner, the first fifth person in there. But when it did come up and I'd already had those other failed deals and then Java surf kind of came up for sale again, it was a interesting set of circumstances that literally is not a story I can tell in the air that even made the deal even possible and stuff. But then I'm there and, uh, and like everyone else from the school of hard knocks, everything went wrong from day one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the partner, that was there still fell out. And then I went through all that and you learn a lot. It, I know you guys know a lot and uh, I have a feeling by looking at uh, your places that you learned a lot in a much better uh, set of circumstances than I learned a lot. Obviously a lot of things went wrong in those businesses before you got there. So what mm -hmm. changes have you made to ensure that your, your business is healthy and strong and that you don't make the mistakes again? What, what have you done differently and, and what do you feel that you've, had to do to preserve so that you still stay a part of the community. I definitely made my own fair share of mistakes. Um, I went in with too strong, a heavy hand, same thing again, you know, you think you have all the answers and you've worked hard to get where you are. So it's a common mistake we all make, especially on new ventures is to really attack it. So I kind of eviscerated it, but I took all the good parts and I completely redid the branding, redid the logo, redid the colors, redid everything from ground up, redid the menus. And really where that first year just poured myself into kind of the recreation. And then we had a couple of really good years in a row upgrade fast forward. Now we're on 19th street. We got that took over the building in 2015 and something interesting from like a, a branding perspective is, you know, you have a, you have a business that already has more than one facet. You have a coffee shop and then you basically have this like cafe thing because you're doing food or whatever. And then I wanted to do full service. I worked really hard to, to make it a full service place. Even if it was tiny to make it now a restaurant. So you have these different facets. And one of the things that we did to stay true to the original and keep changing at the same time. When I say we, at those days, it was only me. My wife and I weren't together yet. Um, I, I bought the original shop and I was working there for a few years before uh, we started dating and, and she was working there too. But at that time it was just me. But keeping the coffee shop feel became something interesting because then you're doing full service and, and, and people have these very different, you know, everything in America is so uh, segmented in the industry. It's like everything's in a way a specialty. You know, you got an ice cream shop or you got a coffee shop or you got, you know, there's a lot of things that are separate. Instead of trying to like lose that coffee business, you know, I just still encourage people like, oh, look, we have free Wi-Fi and you can have meetings here. And there was always like this, this other avenue rather than it being so formal. And that was a really interesting mix to have a full service restaurant and a coffee shop intermingling. And something interesting that came out of COVID is we're back to counter service and we actually stopped doing full service and yeah. not, not in a negative way, but in the way that 
we have a tiny place. The dining room is only so big and we don't even have the room for people to like queue six feet apart and stuff. Fast forwarding all these years, changes in the beginning, creating your own brand and figuring out what you're, what you're really trying to do. And then finally dialing a lot in and having like years of operating and, you know, we've all expanded menus and you detract some stuff, expand some stuff, try a new market, you know, take back some stuff, all that still happening. And then bam, when COVID hit, just being faced with that, like we all were, but my tact by about the third month was just to say, instead of, I can't wait for things to go back, which was a very natural thing for us all to say, mm-hmm. or when things go back or as soon as things are normal, that sort of stuff in the beginning, I came into work one day and just said, I have to play like it's never going to change. Cause even if 30% or 20% of the market still wants to be social distance, still wants to wear masks. And that's now a new factor for all of our businesses. So I just said, it's not going to change. Let me start from, from basically the ground up all over again. So you remember in the very beginning, there was a lot of specialty menus, everyone trying to experiment. Oh, let me do family dinners. Let me do take home and bake. Let me do pick up at the door, even fine dining, but everyone's adjusting, adjusting, adjusting. I tried some of that stuff and it didn't work for me. And it was interesting because my menu and, and basically what Java surf has is, is standalone. We don't sell like the traditional American, you know, we don't have pancakes, you know, it's like, it's like, there's certain things we don't have any ketchup. <laughs> it's always been a joke. You know, people come in ketchup and eggs, but we don't have any ketchup. We don't, we don't have a lot of things like that that are kind of like the American. We don't, we don't have a fryer. So we never had hash browns, you know, we never had fried food and we kind of aired the menu on the side of healthy, but generous portions. So you still have that, that, you know, full feeling, but you know, lots of avocado. My vendor told me we're probably third in line after the Mexican restaurants on avocados, <laughs> avocado purchases, pineapple, you know, a little bit more tropical, um, a little bit more healthy. The adjustments happened, but then we retracted them. And basically what I did was just stick to the guns of saying, look, this is just what we have. This is what's selling. And what was selling was just our trademark items that weren't being sold other places. Let's just stick to our guns. And uh, when that final adjustment happens, I actually pushed the register outside building's only 1500 square foot. The dining room's only maybe 800, 900 square foot. So even trying to fit all those people in before, before all COVID was a, was a bitch. Cause we have a full dining room. We got people sitting outside the dining room. We got people waiting in with a hostess to get in. You got waitresses in the mix of all of it. We got baristas and we have bartenders and behind the bar. And then we also have, you know, kitchen staff and everything. everything so do you have a full bar stuffed in there? I have a full bar license. I don't sell full bar in the sense of I have beer, wine and liquor, but you know, we still sell more mimosas no matter what. Also, because I only had coffee and food for so long, when you launch something like alcohol for the first time, everyone thinks it's a no brain. You can make so much money. I mean, I can't, I can't count how many people told me you're gonna make so much money. You need alcohol, you need alcohol. And I got alcohol and for the first six months. I probably sold a hundred dollars Yeah, because it's like, no one's trained for that. You're a customer. You don't go to the coffee shop to booze up. Exactly. It's the other way around. Exactly. <laughs> he boots up, then you can do yeah, coffee shop. Seriously, exactly. <laughs> so you have your own your own brand and your your own vision, and and you try to obviously work on that. But are you ever tempted to, or do you ever look at like the giants, like you know Starbucks, who you know are successful and they make money? Do you ever want to follow their pattern because you know that they've made it work? In one way, I mean, I just said I went to counter service, and they've been doing counter service all these years. Yeah. Right. So, and in in some ways, of course, you're, you're finding that new that new place footing, but you know, in the market, definitely. I mean, there's a couple of no brainers to answer that question directly. There's a couple of no brainers. Like, do I want to do holiday lattes? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the pumpkin, the pumpkin spice. You know what I'm the, whatever. Do I want to do that? <laughs> yeah. No, but you yeah. guarantee the second you put the sign up, you're selling it that second. Someone's buying 
that yeah. often. You know, it's just immediate. So, you know, there's a couple of no brainers. Um, we've expanded our baked goods a lot that we do in house because of that. Again, kind of sticking to the coffee shop roots. We do have this restaurant, but we also still have a coffee shop. So that that's helped a lot. Um, but yeah, you know, market trends across the board, big things you have to pay attention you to. You have to pay attention to it. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, there's no doubt. Well, it says that uh, in an article we read, you're bold enough to go against the grain and create something that's never existed before. And that every corner, color, creation, and crumb is evidence of that. That's an amazing quote. Well, somebody wrote it about you. Is it on my mom's Instagram? (laughs) 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 That's great. Janet Appleton. <laughs> Love Janet Chinman. Janet Chinman. Oh, I'm sorry. Janet. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah no, previous Chinman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bob, Bob Chinman. Yeah, yeah, Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. 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 Sorry, Bobby. Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> I know them both. They're both great people. Great people. Yeah, they are. Your parents are awesome. So I, I think in that quote, I think part of that is uh, you guys have established businesses that have been open. How long, how, how long Alvin, have you been open? Um, Cobalt opened in 2000. So we're in our 21st year right amazing, now. Amazing. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank That's you. amazing. And obviously your your family's restaurant's been open forever. a little bit longer than that. Yeah. Forever. Four times. <laughs> forever. <laughs> so part of that quote I think is also saying that at the time now, like y'all's businesses have been open, right? But at the time now, due to market trends like you were just saying and and kind of what's hot, the easier thing to do than create your own brand right now is just make something that's hipster in in that sense. Uh, the formula is easy and there's plenty of people that have opened up, uh, in the vibe district, you know, or, or other places. I don't want to call out just the, the few people that are sitting right on top of me, but those people look exactly like that with, you know, the wood and the, you know, the full grain stuff. And well, tell us what's their thesis. Like, you know, we've been around, I've been around 20 years, uh, Brady and his family have been around what? Eight, 80? Is it? Yeah. 80, 81, 80, 81 years. So you're now in the vibe di- district, mm-hmm. which is, Brand new. Virginia Beach. It's, right. it's, it's I mean, pretty new. For Historically, it's brand new. Yeah. Historically, it's brand new. Luckily, we predate it. So we had a, we had our own thing going in. And also, luckily, I got the building in, on 19th Street before the Vibe District was there. Yeah. Uh, the millionaires who were trying to make it happen were already trying to make it happen. Well, what are they trying to promote? What, what, is their, what, is, what is their thing? What, what do they want? Is it is it art? Is it new talent? Is it new concepts? What are they trying to promote in the Vibe District? You want a politically politically correct answer? <laughs> I'll take whatever you got. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. I'll sure. say first, first off, first off, all all change in the end can be very positive, no matter what it is. You know, like nobody complains about how they built the tunnels in New York. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But at that time, I'm sure it was a big mm-hmm. problem for a lot of people. But it's there, right? And everyone uses the infrastructure, so. You know, changing the city and changing the stuff. I, honestly, when, when I was a kid and my granddad was telling me the beach looked the same when he, you know, when he was here in the military and stuff like that, I, I thought Virginia Beach wouldn't change. I really had thought that it was the same for so long. So, of course, I'm happy to see change. And as locals, we're all happy to see growth. Yeah. And as business owners, we're all happy to see businesses. Like, yeah, that is, that's all 100%. There's at least five other coffee shops in the Vibe District with us. And there's zero problem with that because the market can support even more than that. Probably it's not. So there's no, in my mind, competitiveness is something that we should never, ever think about as business owners. Mm -hmm. And we should just be thinking about community effect because there's no, there's no 
good or bad to all of us trying to do more. The joke before I bought Java surf was that the coffee in this town was so bad. I had to buy a coffee shop. Okay. That, that's where we were, but now, and it's not just because of me, it's because of other people in the industry who are pushing boundaries too. And there's other cafes that opened that didn't make it that also contributed to that growth. But now we're at a place where we have a ton of niche, some upscale, some hipster, you know, in that market. So I, I think that's excellent. And, and there's options for quality. That's excellent for all of us. Well, like you said, the, the development, I remember, of course, um, when I was a kid, uh, the beach was much different. The strip was, the, had the telephone poles and the wires mm-hmm. hanging, mm-hmm. Um, big signs. There wasn't a lot of like zoning ordinance or anything. It was just build it and set it up and try to be kind of louder and more attractive than the place next to you. But it was all, I remember it was described as honky-tonk, and it kind of was, it was honky-tonk. But at the time, they wanted to change it. Well, well it's, it's good. Why are you changing it? But then in hindsight, it's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. probably a good move. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think with you and the other coffee shops around, is, is there a lot more synergy now that more than competition? In, in my experience, I think in the past year or two, there's a lot more gracious energy between all our restaurateurs who are mm-hmm. going through something bad together and we're trying to all help each other out through it. That's true. But coffee's pretty specific. We're, we're restaurants and, you know. Well, I always say that it's really nice to to be able to, when your ice machine goes down, Yeah, it's really nice to go yeah. next door with a cooler and grab ice. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. And if you don't have that relationship with the people next to you, you got a problem. Yeah. You got to go to 7-Eleven and buy those bags for like yeah eight bucks a bag. Eight so, bucks a bag. Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know. It ain't cheap because yeah. we've all been through it. But but it's nice to it's nice to have the relationship with your, we call it competition. I mean, it's but it's a friendly competition. That's what I mean, I'm asking. Is, is it a friendly competition? Yeah. Apparently <laughs> not. Apparently not. I'll say, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Anybody, me included, when you're hungry. Yeah. It's really easy to feel like someone else is eating more than you. Okay. That's, that's, that's just in us Mm -hmm. when we're hungry. Okay. So there's definitely been things that have happened in the past where other people thought they had a problem or other owners thought they had a problem, but I don't think there's a competition to be the best. I think that's a younger person's or a newer business owner. Like, Oh, I have to be number one, no matter what, man, that's so subjective. You're literally just torturing yourself, but knowing that you're one of the best is, is very comfortable. Well, I'm happy to be here in Virginia Beach. Brady grew up here in Virginia Beach, and I believe you did too. More or less. What is uh, What are some of the great things that you enjoyed oh. about growing up here? Well, uh, wait, we got a quote. Another article I saw. Yes. Oh, really? Called what? Java Surf, a tribute to everything that is good about growing up in Virginia Beach. You, okay. You quoted a lot. Okay. All right. And let me, you know what? Let me tie those two quotes together. Yeah. Part of the thing from the first one is that, and we kind of got off on a tangent because we we're talking about local businesses and the other stuff, but just going back to that idea that the easy thing to do is that there's plenty of businesses with formulas. As a matter of fact, there's plenty of formulas for everything. What's gentrification? It's a formula. Okay. There's plenty of formulas for whatever you want to make happen. Instead of me taking Java surf and researching or paying a consultant or a firm to make me the most hip or the most accurate portrayal of what people want right now. I built everything from ground up. I wasted money. I wasted time. I made lots of bad decisions. I made more good ones overall over time, but not immediately and not in a you know short period of time, plenty of bad decisions. And 
and it, you know, as the owner, you always have to bite any mistake you make. You guys know you face everything. You, you, you waste that money. You write the wrong check, man. You're just sitting there on it. That's <laughs> like, just called growth. Yeah. There's no, yeah, that's exactly. That's no one else to blame. That's you, growth. you know, you did it. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's from that first quote is just trying to create something original. All the ideas for JavaSurf came out of, and this leads into the second quote, came out of my childhood, came out of my experience, came out of my dreams or my own thoughts of what I was trying to do or how those changed. So it wasn't, you know, it's so easy to just go on Instagram or Pinterest and save a hundred pictures and just be like, Oh, this is the thing. I didn't ever did any of that. I wasn't even on social media. I didn't do any of that. The company, every time someone tried to sell me a website or give me a social media for like six years, I just told them that doesn't, that doesn't at all improve the what's happening in the restaurant. That doesn't make the food taste better. doesn't make the coffee better. doesn't make the customer experience better. I need to just focus on this one thing, making everything perfect here for these eight hours, like knocking out of the park. There was two things there. One was formulas. Mm-hmm. What's your what's your most popular formula of coffee? Flat white, espresso, macchiato. What's the most popular? Thank you for asking a really easy question. So the first one <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> While y'all talk about coffee, I'm, I'm going to just drink my wine. I don't know nothing. In the morning, I, I have a salted caramel uh, latte. But at this point, I do like a quarter of a pump. It's like every drink has like two pumps. I do like a quarter. It's so little, like a little teeny tiny bit of sugar. And I've also graduated onto oat milk. So I don't have the the normal milk anymore in the morning. And I didn't mean to say like, I still drink some milk, but in the afternoon I have a cappuccino and that's with real milk. And those are the only two drinks I drink. My wife and I have French presses at the house. now. Wh- also. What's the most popular in your, in your in, at job or stuff? So just because of other companies marketing, there's no way you're not going to sell lattes the most. Like no matter what lattes. you can, you can try to do whatever you want, but the thing that most people know, just like when they approach anything they don't know, they're going to err on the side of whatever they think they know, right? The, the most simplest thing. And a latte is the most simplest thing they can rely on. Which is an espresso coffee drink, which includes the addition of milk, which is usually foamed. And the whole name, cafe latte or cafe latte in Italian. <laughs> I don't know what the difference is there. Is Italian for milk coffee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So do you have to go to coffee school or something? I mean, I went to culinary school. Brady went to the school of hard knocks. Did, did you have to go to? I'm not uneducated. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you went to, you went mean, to school too. <laughs> all right, all right, you went to school too. But I mean, seriously, because I, I don't know what is a, a, a vente and a, and a totally grand. I guess that's all Starbucks speak. But there's there's Good, uh, yeah. espressos and there's and there's lattes and the and, and I yes. The answer is yes. I did go to. You do, I did yeah. Go, I did go to oh, latte cool. school. Like, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Where is the latte? But, school? Which Alvin more respects more than whatever whatever Podunk <laughs> University I went to. <laughs> because Ooh, latte gets, school, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Because he gets it probably. It's like it's it's definitely not going to culinary school, okay. but it is the exact. I, there uh, there are accredited courses. Uh-huh. Okay, there really are actual right. coursework. Take double blind test at the end, or I don't know if that's the right word. Not double. You take a you know written test you, with a proctor. You take physical tests where you have to actually practical. perform practical tests. Yeah, where you have to perform the duty stuff. A lot like you got to make the heart and the and the little designs. They, the, the, I think that's uh, two hundred two. But it is out there. But it's it's a, a graduate course. course. But it is out there. Yes, <laughs> there should be like certain things should, or the water should be a certain temperature, or yes. the or the milk should be a certain yes. age or temperature all or something. All, all, all of it, yeah, even more. All of it, anymore. Yeah. They also teach uh, uh, roasting classes. They also mm-hmm. teach uh, Q level. Um, all factory senses classes where right. you're actually doing like a sommelier. Yeah. My wife's better at this than I am partly because 
Um, we actually met at Starbucks. I forgot to tell you guys that uh, she she was running the Starbucks at Laskin Road and Pacific before I ever had Java Surf. Like, and you like, and you lifted her. I certainly tried. <laughs> 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 I certainly tried. The first time I asked her to go out for drinks with me, she said, "Oh, you know, I have a boyfriend turned purple. Her whole body turned purple, not just her face." So embarrassed, she was so embarrassed, like mortified. And I was like, "No, it's cool. You know, friends go out for drinks too." We were just friends, and uh, we and were just now friends she's for got twins. Yeah, we were just friends for six to eight months, maybe <laughs> the longest I've ever been friends with anybody. <laughs> so um, you know what I mean. <laughs> fact unknown to our checklist, uh, check, uh, check podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the is, background is, check. Well, uh, yeah. Now our wives are in this little club thing. One hundred percent. Where we had children um, weeks apart. Weeks apart. Two weeks, weeks apart, apart. I guess. So I had one. Whew. And you, and you had and you had twins, and then there's some other um, restaurateurs and chefs, and our wives all kind of collaborate. Have, I think they have four girls in the group, little support group where they yep. they and, check in, and, and everybody's either a restaurant owner, their husband's a restaurant owner, yeah, everybody, and uh, that's a go- that's a cool mix. It's uh, pretty cool. They seem to have more fun than we do. We actually, need to get the guys yeah, need to we, get together. This is the first time we ever hung out. <laughs> I know, right? The, the, the guys need to I get know together. you guys hang out, but yeah, this is my yeah. first time. This is my first, and of course, you've always been super polite to me. So have you, but you've always been super polite to me in passing, but this is the first time to have like a real uh, sit down. But you know what? We all work in a business where uh, it never ends and we work our asses off. So, well, let's talk about that a little bit. So uh, I'll speak for me. It's it's difficult. I love spending time with, with Carrie and Penelope. But time is a, a valuable commodity, mm-hmm. and of course, I'm trying to keep a roof over the head and keep uh, over our heads and keep the business going and everything. How is it for you? I mean, you have twins and uh, multiple businesses. I mean, how, how does that work? How do you manage to make it work? Well, first off, we're broke as hell. Okay, well, we're right. in the same boat yeah. there. All right. <laughs> and, and 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 when customers ask me, you know, the like, how's everything going? I I tell them, hey, you know what? The best thing about this industry is we're broke every winter. Okay, so they, this is a COVID winter. It's a little worse than normal, but we're broke every winner yeah right it's not you save up money you do whatever but that's just the nature of the beast what i really have really loved right now is that rachel got to be a stay-at-home mom and that is just insane yeah whether you work for yourself or you work for somebody else they just even having one parent be able to be at home is just absolutely incredible that's what carrie's doing and it it makes such a different with the the child's progression so and and it's a job Mm -hmm. like it's it's a tough yeah. job. It's being, a horribly tough job. Yeah, being for a sure. Home parent. Nothing, nothing but respect. What about your time management? Is there a certain time of the day that you like to be home? So the the best thing about my schedule right now is uh, I've got a good GM who's been working for me for five years. Ricky's in yellow. No headhunters allowed. AKA Shout out, my boy. Shout out. Okay, he's awesome, and uh, and like me, he's, you know, he's worked his way up. I'm sending him a text right now. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you hear no headhunters allowed? <laughs> if, he needs, if he needs a raise. <laughs> but he's incredible. Interestingly enough, uh, we get up early. Okay. So uh, you work at night, mm-hmm. you get off, hopefully by midnight or whatever, but sometimes, you know, whatever, it's late. The best thing that I ever do is get out of the nighttime business, to be honest with both of you. And I know you both love what you do and I yeah. love what I do, but getting out of it and the biggest difference was uh, less money. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And if you can deal with that, you can also switch industries or switch to a totally different industry in the same industry. But uh, you, know, you can you can sleep pretty well on a pile of money. <laughs> <laughs> so I've heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brady, do you have any kids? I, no, and uh, I don't yeah, have any money. Hence, no, hence the pile of money. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I could just tell. 
But uh, no, no, no. The, the best thing for me though right now is even though we don't have a lot in the way of money, we do have this time together and almost every morning I get to be at home until 11 when the boys go to nap. So that, that is totally incredible. We get up early I, and, uh, and I get up even earlier now to be able to go to the gym because I don't want to go to the gym while the boys are up. So it's like, you know, you, you do switch things around. I never thought I'd be a 42 year old dad of twins getting up at 4 a.m. Monday through Friday, but it's like, we got to yeah. do what we got to do. Four. Four. You could do the news in the morning. I, I do mean, four. <laughs> meet, meet with my boy for at Java for coffee at five. That's two hours before we open. We have the whole place to ourselves. And then the old surfers who have keys also come in. Yeah. And then straight to the gym. Home by seven. I, I mean, started. I started later than you, so I'm 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 struggling. <laughs> but but I try to have breakfast with with Penelope, and I and I try to have dinner, um, and then bath time. And that usually happens pre pre seven. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Dinner yeah. times usually. No. 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 Five. The, the breakfast. You usually. Oh yeah. You have the breakfast. At yeah. s- by seven. Yeah. If I sleep, because chef's life, you don't know. You wake up at three four in the morning you're thinking oh shoot did i turn off the phone well, you gotta run did and I, you gotta take notes you gotta did, run did i order the fish did i check yeah. and see if something's off <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's difficult but normally breakfast and, and hopefully dinner bath time and then i zip back to the restaurant and take care of service and then come home do you sell more coffee in the winter time because it's cold or well i guess you have ice that's coffee. a common is question it, to be is it yeah. yeah yeah but the thing is is that uh there's just less business in winter overall because people are hibernating you know what i'm saying it's like it's like it's not and we have a really interesting business going back to that alcohol license questions you asked me when, when i when i get visited like our abc our abc guy loves us like they come in and they're like oh you know you have to have this this amount of dollar sales you know to match your m-bar and stuff and i'm like cool i did ten thousand times that dollar amount because all my sales are food like i could i could i could probably stay open all night with no food and just try to sell people drinks and still not get Reach to the, the percentage yeah. right well of course which we all know is an ancient and antique way of yeah. controlling absolutely nothing uh, as far as the liquor, the liquor I think they're changing. Oh, have changed that? No, they haven't. No, they haven't. No, I think they're talking about uh, it because it's ridiculous. Right. I mean, they're also, about it every year. They're going to say, okay, you have to you have to sell this much food per alcohol you sell, but you can open up a, a, a place that, that sells just marijuana. That's going to be legal. <laughs> so you can sell all the marijuana you want. Yeah. You don't have to sell food or or iced tea or anything else. Just sell marijuana here. These people can sell marijuana, but if you sell if you sell alcohol. You got to sell a lot of food to go along with it. Yeah, but it still doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense because I, I, whatever uh, logic they were using in the beginning to try to control or make more money, it's like just make more money and don't control it. That's the that's the best thing you could do. Just make more money, don't control. It. When they had these laws, when they first started doing these laws, they were coming off of no liquor sales, and they were everything was closed on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was a different world. Yeah, I mean, on Sundays, the only thing you could do was go to the grocery store. You go to Seven Eleven, that was open. Restaurants were open. Um, some, some most were closed. Dwayne, you, you're only closed two days a year, Thanksgiving right. and Christmas. Yeah, on our website, that's called the 363 Guarantee. All right. <laughs> and on those days. I, I coined that term before you guys try to steal that after you try to steal Ricky. Man. Well, we're, we're coming we're after you, man. As, as our new employee, Ricky yeah. says. <laughs> By the way, he just texted me back. Uh, anyway. uh, <laughs> and on those uh, days, um, you've hosted a free Thanksgiving dinner for the community since yeah, uh, 2015 at Java Surf. How did that get started? And uh, why has it been something that's uh, been important to you? Well, I think it it actually gets started really small, just 
Rachel and I and, 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 uh, you know, some people close to us. And then it kind of grew from there. Like we, you know, in, in our industry, we always have a couple employees who don't live here or don't have family around or don't have any family left, you know, and then and the yeah. people that you work with and that you employ, you know, they're part of your work family. They're part of your, uh, the people that are supporting your life. So then it kind of, then it turned into other employees were there and then, uh, turned into some of the friends from the beach where they, you know, kind of just grew on its own. But what it really was, was just, a um, a way to open the restaurant and not charge any money and not take any money. So even when people would come in and say, no, let, let me leave you 20 bucks. It was like today's Thanksgiving. I'm refusing money. And it, and that really did feel good to just be able to be like, there is no money today. Money just doesn't even exist. It was an interesting that, and that's not how it started, but that is what it became. And it was like, we're opening our doors to the neighborhood, to the community around us and everything's for free. Like you want a soda pop, have the soda, have a soda. Well, you want some coffee, here's the coffee. You know, and, and, and then what we would do is we clean off the whole bar and we would just set it up buffet style and uh, people would just come and go as they wanted. And, and Very it was cool. really great. Did um, they complain? The free green beans. I don't, <laughs> one day, I don't like, I don't one like day, the free green question. <laughs> one day someone did complain, but he was mad. Uh, because he was vegan and there weren't enough vegan options. And I was like, there were vegetables and salad, but I was like, I don't know how that's not enough vegan options. And, uh, and it's Thanksgiving. So of course it's turkey and ham, but whatever. You know, my, my grandfather, um, before, well, during, I think the opening of Steinhober's, he was also, he was working at Steinhober's, which was his brother's restaurant in main street in Norfolk. And there's this, this homeless guy that would come every day and get a sandwich. My grandfather, you know, he was a friend. I mean, he just, I don't know if he was actually homeless. He maybe had a home, but but he, he was, he, he couldn't afford food. Right, and not well off. Couldn't afford lunch or whatever. And then he'd come after the lunch thing and kind of get the scraps. And my grandfather, I think he'd probably sit and have coffee while the guy mm -hmm. ate his sandwich. And, every, and, and one day, my, you know, it was a busy day, and my grandfather didn't really have any bread left, so he made a, a sandwich out of the heels of the bread. <laughs> the, the ends <laughs> and the guys he's like what the hell is this <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not eating this <laughs> he sent it back <laughs> that's great okay Dwayne okay Dwayne it's time for a little fun okay what, what we like to call the Czech Podcast Lightning Round. First question. What is your favorite cooking or restaurant TV show and why? I haven't had cable in, in, in a long, long, long time. And of course, Netflix has kicked in now, but I don't really watch that sort of stuff on there. But I will say that every once in a while on social media, that bar rescue guy gets oh, my yeah. attention. Taffer. Yeah, Taffer. And, and, and only because... Uh, you know, he, he, he seems kind of like an odd duck who made it because he had the chops for it. You know what I mean? And I, and I kind of appreciate that. <laughs> what's your, what's your favorite movie? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> for, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right. All right. All right. Uh, not, not in a story format, but I think for my 40th birthday or something or third, 39th birthday, 41st birthday, somewhere in there, we rented out the movie theater and we had them pull the movie, the princess bride. And we watched it in the movie theater because I never, you know, you were kids. We never, I never got to see it in the movie theater. Not, not the same as my favorite, but that was an awesome experience. Next question. All right. <laughs> what is your pet peeve? <laughs> uh, I would say, um, 
you know, inefficiency. It's hard. It's hard. You go to the bank and there's 10 people on the line. They're talking to everybody. You know what I tell them when I go to the teller? When you have over five people, you do not ask personal questions. You know what I'm saying? You do not ask. Per- you see all those people online? They're just sitting there thinking, why is this guy asking more questions? All right, take my money. I'm out. Favorite meal? Uh, I- I'll say, uh, I guess, <laughs> Rachel, quick, phone a friend. <laughs> What's my favorite meal? She's not here. <laughs> Um, I mean, you know, you got to love brunch food if you're in this, in the, in the breakfast industry, but, uh, I don't, we don't need a lot of, uh, okay. 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 I take it all back. Mediterranean. Mediterranean. I take it all back. Okay. I take it all back. I take it all, all back. Right. I, hate, I hate giving up. I hate giving it up, but <laughs> I'm going to tell you the real stuff. What is your favorite beverage to wash down that Mediterranean meal with? Um, I definitely, uh, you know, I've drank beer more than anything else. Uh, you know, in the. Tequila, you know. I mean, you're gonna mix it with some coffee at least for us. Just come tequila, on. tequila, yeah. tequila, 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 tequila. Tequila is so good. All right, next one. Favorite holiday? Most holidays are corporate brainwashing. Hard to <laughs> hard to get behind them. Uh, my wife's birthday is my favorite holiday. Perfect, beautiful. Look at that. Well, that's an answer. Yeah, you're gonna have to right? remember that one. Are you gonna, are you gonna amend yours from last time? That's, that's a good one right there. <laughs> All right, what three words? Do you think describe you the best? Have I stumped you? Are you you're silent right now? Come on, three no, words. He'll be all right. Describe he'll be all right. Come on, okay. Oh uh, man, you guys, you guys really got me. I I I've spent so many years perfecting the art of not giving away personal information or answering questions that my palms are sweating right now because I faced you. Got me. This like, is I'm the up check. Against the this wall. is the check podcast. This is what we do. I'm about to pour my second cup of Shiraz. This is why we have seven listeners. All right, I'll tell you one thing is um, is definitely being able to pivot, you know, being able to change, being able to being able to grow, being able to however you want to whatever the word right. is. Yeah, it's adaptive. Two more. Adaptive. 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 adaptive is a great word. Yeah, right. adaptive is, is a great one. Uh, I have a huge heart and I hide it because if you let people know that, you're always at a risk, always. So you're uh, compassionate like, I'm, but I'm reserved. An empath, compassionate. Yes. Compassionate yes. but reserved. Okay. Yes, but I'd rather keep people at arm's distance and in, in that sense of, you know, you just never know. One more. I'm never worried about if the other shoe's gonna fall. Like the other thing's gonna go wrong because optimistic. It already has. Yeah. If you once you survive some stuff, optimistic is a good one. It it doesn't so sound like, like it off the first so one. Let's, but it let's is. recap. Optimistic. Yeah. Compassionate. Yeah. Adaptive. That's a great one. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. I'm gonna buy that URL tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was great having you here. Uh, oh wait, there's one more thing I want to yeah, talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. You never had a guest do that. Brady, will you open the door? <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Real quick, though, real quick. Brady Brady did talk about earlier about community impact and how we interact with community. I just want to say on air to to a few people that uh, all the artwork that we've done, um, there's a couple other quotes out there, like the most colorful corner in Virginia Beach, most colorful corner in the Vibe District. Um, all the artwork that we've done, we've paid out of pocket. So similar to the, to the Thanksgiving thing, we realized early on that we wanted to kind of make our own way and make our own impact. Um, when I moved, when we moved the business to Mediterranean, it was really uh, an incredible thing for Rachel and I both because uh, I grew up off Lake Drive, off Mediterranean, and uh, she grew up off Lakewood Circle, which is off Mediterranean. 
I used to walk by that building when I walked to that middle school, Virginia Beach Middle School. And uh, and it was it was really this interesting feeling because when I had bought old Java Surf, I bought something that already existed and I created something. But when we moved to 19th Street, I was creating something from the ground up, which is, you both know, it's a totally different experience, right? So there was a lot of stuff that we decided to do. Like when we just had the the small shop, you know, we would do like people's art up on the wall and stuff, coffee shop style, right? But in the new place, we had all bay windows, all you know open and uh, we didn't have walls so we took that idea outside and before there was a vibe district and before there was a vibe nonprofit owned by a couple millionaires who tie into all the city and the state stuff to get all this money moving and everything else before all that stuff existed we were there on that corner redoing that building and i started doing murals and we paid for all that out of pocket similarly to when we all upgrade our stuff or you add more chairs outside or we do stuff it's really you know people can look at it like Oh, you know, they're doing that to make more money. Well, you don't do anything to, to make more money. You actually do it to make a better impact or a better brand or to make a better relationship or to make the experience better for that customer. It's not something that you're sitting there. You don't, uh, an easier way to say it maybe is you don't spend a bunch of money to make money. The, the fastest way to make money is not spend money, right? We're still trying to, you know, use that community engagement and use the love and the, and the, momentum from our family and the customers and everything and, and try to give back. And so that, that's a, that's doing it our own way. Yeah. We could apply for art grants and yeah, we could apply for, you know, stuff like that. But for us, it meant more to just put the artist name on the wall and not put all the industry people that donated money to make it happen or not the bank that started the nonprofit that got to someone else to donate money to write off to pay for that to happen on our walls. It's just the artist name. It's, and that's like something that we really pushed hard for. And you're one of the, your point is that in front of the vibe district, you're one of the pioneers of, of for that sure. art focused thing and giving credit to the artists. For sure. For giving credit to the artists, but also using the business in more ways than just making money. We had yoga classes there. We've hosted gyms have, have had free um, Emily Kramer with Kaizen fitness for years had free uh, athletic classes on the weekends, which is like, why would you give up your space on the weekend? We let her use part of our outdoor space to have meetups for people to do CrossFit workouts and stuff. And uh, my wife has roller skate meetups in there at night because we're not open at night. So she actually does stuff. Java Jammers on Instagram, shameless plug for my wife. But, uh, you know, she teaches people how to skate and she does community engagement that way. And using your business, using your platform, using your property, using all the goodwill that people are putting on you because of all your hard work. We try to integrate that into it's not really the business model. It's more like our life model. You know what I'm saying? Like it's your passion in your dreams. And yeah, we're trying hopefully to the money people. will follow. Exactly. And, and, and you know, right now what, what we get more than anything else instead of money is I get to spend every morning there till 11 when the boys go to bed. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's worth being broke right now. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Brady, you can't make a comment. You don't have kids. <laughs> he's got a, he's got a goddaughter. And an empty bank account. <laughs> <laughs> you can't comment about that. Penelope is not draining your bank account yet. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with her. Oh, okay. <laughs> she, she, she's taking care of mine. <laughs> you got that, will drain yours right. later. I'm Alvin. I'm Brady. And this is The, the Check. Check.